Tay doesn't like this word being thrown around so much. Um, mm -hmm. I believe it's a pet peeve of hers quite recently. Mm -hmm. uh, this word, GOAT. Now, the most recent word outside of Tom Brady, a lot of people are saying Michael Jordan is GOAT. I believe Michael Jordan is not the GOAT because Will Chamberlain said Michael Jordan was not the GOAT, and here's why. Will Chamberlain said this. You can't be the GOAT. They changed the rules so I couldn't dominate to where they changed the rules so that you could. That doesn't make Michael Jordan a GOAT. Um, also, Bill Russell is not a GOAT <laughs> either. <laughs> um, I feel like there's too much stock put into those 11 rings. Um, so if we're really talking about some of the greatest of all time, I start my list with someone like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who did it on all of who did it on in in the college level and in the NBA. Um, we spoke about this too. Um, Serena Williams, regardless of what you say, what people say um, in terms of, oh, they get a certain amount of time to do, to do what they do. Serena Williams is quite possibly the greatest tennis player of all time. You have to win an entire tournament to win a championship. You don't win one game. Right. You have to win entire multiple rounds in an entire tournament. And beyond all of that, beyond the fact that she has, what, I believe 23, uh, 28 Grand Slam championships, she won a Grand Slam championship while pregnant. Pregnant. That's goat. it. Pregnant. That's so, goat talk. That is goat talk. So – as I mentioned a few names, who who are some names that come to mind where you, you say the word GOAT um, in any sport? Any sport. Like, who are some names that come to mind? Like, I'm just throwing it out there. And he's one of you could throw out an answer. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at, in, in you know, in things like hockey, you look at Wayne Gretzky mm -hmm. and, and Gordie Howe. You know, you mm -hmm. think, you know, way back to the days of Gordie Howe, uh, him and, and, and Gretzky both have four four championships now. Granted, Gordie Howe doesn't have any postseason uh, Most Valuable Player Award because those didn't start being given out until 1965. Mm -hmm. um, well, when he was in the, the last end of his, of his career anyway. But there's a reason why the man is known as Mr. Hockey. He had all of the NHL scoring records before Gretzky even got into the league. In oh. baseball – you can talk about a variety of players. You can, depending on the era. I mean, Yogi Berra's got 10 World Series championships. You can talk about guys like Joe, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, um, just about anybody from those Yankee eras when they were winning multiple championships. Um, you know, you, you talk about Wilt, Russell. Um, you can talk about Jordan. Um, you can talk about a whole bunch of different names in basketball. Um you know, as well. And I put Jerry West on the list as well. There's a reason the man's the logo. He is the logo of the league. I put Jerry West on that list because there's a reason why the man is is the freaking logo, right? Um, you know, so uh, when you, you look at all these different sports, you have all these different goals. But I think what's interesting mm -hmm. is I, it's, I like to look at football, basketball, and baseball mm -hmm. as time periods and generation, Right. And so while I so I've always yeah I've always said like LeBron is the greatest of this generation right now. Right? Mm -hmm. LeBron is the greatest of this generation. Kobe, you know, and you could probably even argue Shaq were the greatest of their generation. Shaq was one of the greatest centers of all time. Correct. 
Um, you know, your position. There are multiple players who I think you could put in the conversation with Jordan as being one of the greatest players of that generation, right? Um, you know, and obviously you have Russell in his time. You know, you even think about it like, hey, you know, Magic and Bird probably share the mantle as the greatest players of their generation, right? Um, but I think we always talk about this all the time when people compare, like, oh, could LeBron play in Jordan's time? Could Jordan play now? Everything is different, right? I still don't think you put them head to head. Let me tell you something. I think you put them head to head. I think LeBron has way more skills than Jordan did. I'm just being honest with you. Oh, no, I think think LeBron James is without question. LeBron James without question is a much better athlete uh, and a much better skilled basketball player than Michael Jordan. He has a much better all-around game than Michael Jordan did. Um, I think there are things that Michael Jordan may have done better individually, but when you look at them as a whole player, uh, I do believe that LeBron, you know, uh, without without question, is a hundred percent. Pete, this is this is how I look at it, right? I look at the goat as who was able to do the most with less. Somebody who could take a team, you know, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing, you know, what I'm saying, do it. No, who could do a lot with little? You get what I'm saying. When you have a Hall of Fame roster playing side-by-side side with a Hall of Fame player, the odds are considerably stacked against anybody who puts that, who goes against them. Does that make them the GOAT? I don't know. You get what I'm saying? But I feel like we, we use this term so much. Anytime somebody just performs over average, people are calling them the GOAT. And I feel like those type of titles are reserved for people who do extraordinary things in, in their in their fields. You get what I'm saying? Like when you think of GOATs of, of NBA, you think of like everybody you just mentioned. You get what I'm saying? You think of the play who are the better players of their generation. You think of the the Magics. You think of the Jordans. You think of LeBrons. You think of even Steph Curry. You you gotta put him in those categories too. You get what I'm saying? Because he's playing up to par with on in his MVP season. You get what I'm saying? Like that's GOAT status. You get what I'm saying? He may be the best scorer the NBA has ever seen. You get what I'm saying? When you talk about Tom Brady, now the reason why people are putting this man in that category is because if you have more Super Bowl rings than a franchise, it goes without saying. Now, skills-wise, of course, I've 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 appreciated people like Joe Montana. You get what I'm saying? People like um, Peyton Manning, you know, who didn't have as many rings as Tom Brady, but I feel as a skilled player was a better skilled player than Tom Brady. You get what I'm saying? Um, than Tom Brady is. But Serena Williams, to me, is the greatest tennis player of all time, followed closely by her sister. I you know, have always said, like, Dan Marino to mm-hmm. me, when I look at quarterbacks, Dan Marino to me is the best quarterback that I one of the best quarterbacks I ever watched play play football. And I've always put Dan Marino, and this was funny because years ago I used to have this debate. I said Dan Marino's better than Peyton Manning. People are like, well, Peyton's won two Super Bowl rings and Marino didn't win any. I said, Yeah, but Peyton won two in an era where you could argue that his only closest competition was Brady. Marino won zero in an era where he played against top Everybody. level quarterbacks 
on every almost man. every team. You had, Bill C. Entire you, had you had Joe Montana. You had all of them. You, you had, had Moon, Elway. You yeah. had Cunningham. Like, there was a plethora. I always look at Marino the same way I look at those Hall of Fame players that played like during like the Jordan Patrick era. Ewing. Like a Patrick Ewing. Yeah, like, like a Patrick Ewing. Like when you look at, like, a Barkley, a Ewing, a, a Malone, and a Stockton – all of those players who played in the Jordan era of the NBA that did not get a chance to win a ring because the Jordan Bulls dominated that era. Because I honestly think if 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 the Jordan Bulls did not exist, Malone probably Malone and Stockton probably have multiple rings. Barkley probably has a ring. Ewing probably has a ring. Um, and I've always looked at Marino that way as well, right? And so I. I I have to go generationally. And so when you look at the GOATs, you have to look at time periods. And Tom Brady has been the greatest quarterback, the greatest player in the NFL for the last, what, 20 years, right? If you look at that, but you can also say, right, there are great quarterbacks within that time period as well that can rise to the level of GOAT. I think you can make an argument that a quarterback like a Ben Roethlisberger is a GOAT-level quarterback. Uh, a, a quarterback like Peyton Manning is a GOAT-level quarterback. Things like that. Brady just did it better than all of them. Um, yeah, at the better coaching, you know, better coaching. You know what I'm saying? You can't deny the Bill Belichick. You can't deny, you know, even though Todd Bowles did nothing for the Jets. You know, his defensive mind for he did nothing for you guys at all. You know, he thrived. The Jets' defense was good under his tutelage, but Rex that, Ryan gave us our best defense. Yeah, but that Pat, that um, that offense was terrible. Yeah, for sure. The Jets are mm-hmm. terrible, but um, anyway, I just feel like people like love to give somebody the title of goat, and you know, and I hate that we put so much pressure on the rings as part of the conversation. But the thing is, how else do you measure success in sports? Yeah, we had this thing where, for the most part, when I have arguments about LeBron James and I've mentioned numbers, oh, numbers aren't everything. But if numbers aren't everything, how do you compare and contrast? Right. There are certain stats that LeBron is about to have that no other NBA player in history is close to having. LeBron right. is about to average, um, um, I call it a triple-double in the thousands when when his career is done. 30,000 points, almost yeah. 10,000 rebounds, almost 10,000 assists. Who in league history has ever been even close to that? Even at that pace. Right, and you also, and again, but, but, but Dre, you also, and, and, and this is not, I'm not going to discount anything that you just said about LeBron, but I, I just want to make this point, right? You also have to think, again, this goes back to my point of generationally. Volume, the yeah. pace of the game, um, longevity. LeBron, we, we talk about the man. The man is almost alien-like in the way that he's been able to be as healthy as he has been for as long as he has been and play in as many games. We look about how the NBA season has changed. I mean, the NBA season was not always an 82-game season. They weren't always playing at the pace that they're playing now. I mean, listen, as long as I can remember, they've been 82 games. 
I think they were 72 for a while. I could have no, 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 no. At some point. They were 82. They only had that one lockout year in 99. That's right. I apologize. Yeah, the the but, short you lockout know, seasons are kind of like the – All of us, all of yeah. us remember, all of us remember games in the 90s where if teams scored over 100 points, it was a miracle. Oh, yeah. For right. Sure. You know. Over 80 points, it was a miracle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like 56 to 56. I'm like. You know, nowadays you got games that are ending 152, 149, and you're like, what in the world? Like, nowadays seeing a 30-point quarter, seeing a 30-point quarter by a team nowadays is commonplace versus seeing a 30-point quarter back in the day was just like, what happened? LeBron is built like a football player and a basketball player in one. Yeah. You made to tell me that in the 90s, he wouldn't be a great player in the 90s too. Oh, he would have, but I think I think the given, what I think would have happened his build, yeah. given his build and his, and his athleticism, he would they would have had a harder time beating him down than they think they would have. Oh you no, I, yeah, I I I 100% agree. They were not oh boy, I, like a truck. Yeah, I think really the only yeah. players defensively who maybe could have given LeBron a hard time would have been Shaq if he would have drive the paint. Uh, you know, maybe uh maybe uh LJ and Oakley would have put some bodies on him, but That's he would have he would have Malone, Malone was built like how LeBron James was built. Right. There are very few players that would have yeah. had the body type to really, yes. you know, put some put some hurt on LeBron. Um you know, but you know, and that's the thing. We have to think generationally. These numbers do matter, but you honestly, and and Tay said this, I think a couple of weeks ago. We forget about the eye test, man. Like we watch these people play, and there's something to you can just see somebody on another level. You just know, you yeah. just know everybody playing chess, and they playing chess. Of course, you feel it, and that's that's the thing. That that's the IQ of the sport. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, be that as it may, you know, feel how you feel about Tom Brady, right? You know that this man at this point, if he is on a Super Bowl roster, he has a 70% chance of winning on his own. He has a 166 and two. If you take his 75% chance and add in a 25% chance because they don't know how to play. No, okay, no Steiner math. No Steiner math. Yeah. Yeah. No Steiner math. But it's Steiner math. Even when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Right. Right? Yeah. You have somebody like Ric Flair, who's a, a, a 15, 16-time champion. Right? He is on everybody's. Every professional wrestler, I guess you can think of any interviews I've heard, they always have Ric Flair on their Mount Rushmore. Now, granted, my sister says that she sees me being Ric Flair in my 70s, how I act and my flair and everything. Like, she sees me being like that, you know? Yeah. You know, with the, the Rolexes and the first coach. Yeah. But when you think about professional wrestling and who is the face of professional wrestling, you always think about Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that's why I think it's always, even I've said it a lot of times when yeah. people talk yeah. about, when people talk about like the Mount Rushmore's of companies or stuff like that, I'm like, you got to think generationally because. You got to think industry-wide too. Yeah, you got to yeah. think generationally, you got to think industry because think about it. Before before Flair, you could say that Harley Race was the greatest name. Harley Race and Dusty Rhodes and all of them were the greatest names in the NWA. 
before Flair became the top guy, right? Um, and then after Flair, you had the stings and all of that. But, you know, so it, it's tough. But it's all subjective because, to be honest with you, when you think of impact, when you think of industry impact, right? Oh, yeah. When you yeah. think of when you think of who carried the mm -hmm. industry on their back through two different decades, you cannot have a goat conversation like him or not or whatever. You cannot have professional wrestling the way it is today without Hulk Hogan. Correct, correct. And yeah. I think yeah, I think correct. that's why he's the industry. He saved the he saved professional wrestling as we know it in the 80s, and then he did it again in the 90s. I think for me personally, while I 1,000% agree with you, Tay, what I tend to do is I tend to take guys like Hogan. I tend to take guys like Austin and The Rock, all of those. I tend to, yeah, I kind of take them out of the conversation because I kind of feel like they are a level above because of what you said. They no, that's really, the GOAT level. You yeah, see, right. that's the GOAT level that we're – that's the whole thing where I can say – That, Pete, you see how you, you said exactly what I keep saying. That is – you separate the GOATs from the greats. There's a difference. You can be a great and not be a GOAT. You know, we get into this, this debate about other people in our chats about, I don't know why you consider them a GOAT. What did they do? You get what I'm saying? Like, people don't like to talk about John Cena in that light. But who had that longevity? Nobody. Right. Nobody. And you people have, people lately have been comparing John Cena to The Rock. If I had to choose one, I love The Rock, but I, I have to choose John Cena. Long Longevity. Like and even and even Rock uh, compared to Cena. Cena kind of carried it on his own for a long time. Rock needed Austin to carry it with him. But Austin needed Rock too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. One hundred percent. Austin needed Rock. Let's, let's not that that oh no, 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 I never, I never meant to say it wasn't usually. Those four guys. See, that's when I was really watching wrestling. Like when I was a teenage mm -hmm. girl. You know what I'm saying? I always found that it was Rock, Austin. You know, Rock Triple H. Yes, yeah. McMahon. You get what I'm saying? That's how I always saw it. You get what I'm saying? But they needed each other. But Hulk needed he Hulk had a, a a series of feuds between the 80s and 90s that you know could have gone either way. And then even still, what I feel like when you get into these GOAT discussions, you get what I'm saying, there are people when you look at it, there are GOATs as far as technicalities are concerned how they technically move but you know when you think of a whole player that's why I get a lot of controversy when I say that you know what I'm saying when I look at even like Jordan I feel like athletes like Jordan Kobe Brady are all cut from that same type of cloth that the industry moves as they move yeah I you know they they are in industry moving leaders I put like the like Brady I would say Brady Jordan, Hogan, Brady, Jordan, Hulk Hogan, Kobe. Those are, I feel, were the industry guys. They're the ones who influenced the culture. You know what I'm saying? You could even slap LeBron on that on that type of list too. But the reason why I say that is because they are the people who are compared to in the industries, right? That's why we're searching for the next players. When you think of whole players and whole athletes, I'm going to go with LeBron every time over Jordan. 
because that's the guy that I know that I could put him on the court with four other nobodies. You get what I'm saying? And then somebody's and make them somebody's. Jordan can't Jordan can do that. Yeah. Jordan yeah. cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And I Jordan think that's why we always try to I know that can do that. I think that's why this debate always continues because I think people are always searching for okay, well, that person's gone. Who takes that spot? It's not always, you know, I think that there's sometimes where we're going to go, like we say, where you have to wait to see if somebody can rise to that spot. You can't just, I, I get mad at people who want to just give the GOAT spot to people. Like, no. Yeah, like, we did, you, it. did you carry an entire industry in your back? Right. You know, they, they've got to earn it. Great. There are several greats who could never be GOATs. Eli Manning, he's a great, not a GOAT. Definitely right. not a goat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Russell Wilson is a great, not a goat. You get what I'm saying? There's a difference. And I love me some Russell Wilson. You get what I'm saying? You know, and yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's a big thing. It's like you look at it like, you know, the, the biggest the biggest example as to why Hogan, as much as you may not like him personally, and, I don't you know, have any person. not you, not you, I'm just saying in general to our fans. Um, as much as you may not like him personally, the Give me another reason why WCW was willing to spend as much as it did and do everything that it did to pry Hulk Hogan away from the then WWF if he was not that important, right? They they were willing to give – if Hogan would have said, let me run the company, WCW would be like, okay, because he was that important, as Tay said, to professional wrestling – at that time, the industry moved as he moved. Even when Flair, as great as he was, and I love Flair, he's my number one of all time. Even when Flair went to the W, the then WWF, okay, from WCW, it wasn't as industry shifting as when Hogan went to WCW. Mm-hmm. And so, and Agreed. so that's 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 that thing, right? If John Cena in the prime of his career would have ever left WWE and went to Impact or went to New Japan or went to Ring of Honor, they would have become the biggest company in the world overnight. Yeah. Simply because people would have been like, oh, crap, John Cena's over there. John Cena means something as much as you hate him or like him as a, as a wrestler. He means something, so now that place means something. Right, and then you could also say that. Let me say something. And you could also say that about a Brock Lesnar. Yep. Let me be honest with you. When Lesnar went to New Japan, that's what happened. You 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 kind of lose years when you think of how long he's been. He came back in 2012 and headlined almost every single WrestleMania since. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if that's not generational impact, this man was he made a a, a big splash in the UFC. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Big splash wherever he goes. You know what I'm saying? But people, because they don't like whatever they don't like, you know, they kind of strike him from that conversation. Is it part-time? Part-time is better than no time. There's people who left and never came back. I am going to say something controversial, and people are not going to agree with it, but I'm sure you guys might. Brock Lesnar has probably been the most important WWE champion in the past 10 years to the company. Outside of John Cena, of course, I'm talking about the past 10 in building stars as he has. The Daniel Bryans, the, um, the AJ Styles, 
Um, everybody who he's faced, even bringing out what he brought out of, you know, Taker, Triple H, the old timers, even and with Roman Reigns now, currently, Brock Lesnar has been probably the most important world champion. Over the past eight years. Yeah, over the past eight years. For sure. Because when you think about it, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. A hundred percent. And there's the reason why that's the reason why they can book him the way that they book him. Because if he wasn't that important or didn't have that impact, you could not book someone that did not have that impact or did not have that importance to have the kind of schedule that Brock Lesnar had as the champion. The reason why he was able to have that kind of booking is not because of privilege, it's not because of anything else. It's because they understood, okay, the impact that Lesnar had. Lesnar, as listen, as much as I may hate it as a regular everyday fan that the champion of the company is not showing up on television, right? You don't you 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 right. your prize fighter fights when it means right. And you, I guess that's why I said as, 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 as an old school fan of as an old school fan of the company, right? Or any wrestling for that matter, while it may have bothered me at some level that he didn't show up all the time or didn't wrestle all the time, right? I was able to understand why when you step back from it. And look at it objectively, you can have Brock Lesnar show up once every three months and have a main event fight, and people will still buy It gives it a big fight feel. I remember something Heyman, Paul Heyman said. Um, Paul Heyman in a shoot interview tells the story of when he did uh, – y'all remember the promo that he cut on Vince McMahon – before Survivor Series when they were doing the invasion angle. And he like rips Vince a new one and Vince doesn't say anything and Taz chokes him out. And he tells the story of like how that came about to be. And and, and he tells, he's like, Vince, do you want to know anything I'm going to say in this thing? And he's just like, nope, just draw me money. Just draw me money. And at the end of the day, Brock Lesnar can show up once every three months and he will draw you money. You could not put that championship on just about anybody else in the company and use that same booking and draw money. Eddie, everybody watched just to see who was going to take the belt off Brock Lesnar. That was that was it. Nobody, everybody wanted to see who was going to be the person to take the belt off of Brock Lesnar. It wasn't anything but that. And, and Brock Lesnar became the biggest draw in wrestling, again, the past eight years. Huge. And say what you want to say about his work rate. If the boy wanted to work a 60-minute match, he still could. Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle matches, come on. But, you know, the thing is, I think people just, you know, everyday, everyday fans for the most part, like you have to, you have to make sure that you understand the value of the championships that these people carry in you know in 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 that world it's similar in the UFC world not every fight the champion's going to fight every time yeah agreed for the queen queen tag for the voice of a generation Pete Rosado it is your boy big baby signing off peace <laughs>